Bienvenido al sexto episodio de La Hot Esquina Podcast. I am your host, Enrique. My partner, John, is not with me today, but I got my other partner, my brother from another mother, Alex, with me, who's also a fellow Cuban. So igual van a tener dos cubanos que son apasionados de Yankees baseball. Today, we're going to be talking about Aaron Judge not getting extended and give our preview for this 2022 season and what we think. And we'll be right back. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Ahí va. Por el desfile. Olvida la bola calle en la calle. Esa se va. Se va. Se fue. Welcome back. So, first off, before anything, you guys know me. I'm Enrique. Uh, usually I'm on the show with John, as I said, but he's not here today. You can feel free to follow me at Elijah's dad and YY on Twitter. Um, and I want to introduce my partner for today. Hopefully he'll be on with me future episodes as well. My brother from another mother, Alex, who's also a fellow Cubano. Que hola, Alex. How you doing, Enrique? Glad to be here, man. You want to shout out your social media handles or what's up, man? Yeah, no, you can follow me on, I don't have a Twitter right now, Instagram, at uh, Special Agent Red Zone. You'll find me there. You'll see all my all my sports stuff. You'll see all my professional stuff. So we're good to rock there, man. Awesome, Papo, awesome. Y como le dije a nuestros listeners, you're a fellow Cuban. ¿De qué parte de Cuba eres, Aceri? Bueno, yo nací aquí en Miami, pero uh, my, my dad and my mom are from from Havana, a little, little port city called Batabano. And uh, yeah, we're, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got salt water in our blood. There you go, there you go. Aquí, aquí tenemos a Santa Clara representando, you know what I'm Ale. saying? That's, that's, that's where I'm from. Right. Um, yeah, man, let's, let's dive right into it, bro. <laughs> uh, for, for all of you listening to this, I don't know when, because I don't know when we're gonna be uploading this. Um, Full disclosure, we are recording this just after the Brian Cashman press conference where he broke all of our hearts saying that the Yankees are not going to come to an extension agreement with our quote-unquote captain. I see him as our captain, Aaron Judge, and are going to go into the season not extending them and basically putting themselves at risk of losing him because, you know, that's what happens when you don't sign a guy with enough time and anticipation to not give him the option to weigh his options and walk away. Alex, what's your take on uh, Cashman's unfortunate news? I mean, the... He tried to save a little face by saying the terms of the contract, which I don't find very classy. Ultimately, that might rub Judge the wrong way because it makes him look like a greedy guy because they did offer him a substantial amount of money, but that's honestly nobody's business. So, you know, you're we're off on the wrong foot to try to get this guy extended before ever hitting free agency, which is unlikely to happen now. He's going to play out the final year of his contract. And I'm not saying he's going to move on, but he's going he's gonna to keep his options open. Obviously, um, 
what's going to happen now is that, you know, with the new terms of the CBA, the, uh, there's no more qualifying offer. So he will be free to go with no compensation for the Yankees. And he will be the most sought after outfielder in the last five years, for sure. You know, without a doubt, without a doubt. So they just, you know, not, not, not blame, not putting, not trying to point the finger at anybody. But I guess, you know, he, he feels he has a worth. Anthony Rizzo said yesterday, there's no loyalty in this game, which is correct. There's this mm-hmm. business aspect about these things. And we as fans just have to kind of accept and hopefully, and I say hopefully, he is inspired to have the year of his life to creep up his, his value as much as possible. And as fans, that's all we can hope for right now and let everything else play out the way it has to. The last I heard, the final offer that they had on the table before they ultimately decided that they weren't going to get a deal done before the start of the season was, as you said, substantial enough that it would have made him the highest paid player in franchise history as far as annual value. So, I mean, listen, I don't blame the guy for turning it down, even if it would have been a franchise breaker, uh, sorry, a franchise record breaking deal. Right. At the end of the day, maybe to him, it still wasn't good enough because he knows his worth. You can't blame him. And, and he knows, he knows he's not stupid. He knows that if he hits free agency, he'll probably get more than what he was offered by the Yankees. You know, Los Angeles is going to come after him hard, especially him being a West Coast guy, being from there. Sure. Sam Fran could come at him hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> I could see the Angels coming at him hard to, to team him up with uh, Trout and Otani. I mean, it's it would suck to see him in another uniform, man. But, I mean, it's hard to pick a side in this. Because I want as much as I can't stand Hal Steinbrenner, I want to give the Yankees front office the benefit of the doubt and believe they tried everything they could to get this thing done. But, you know, I don't want to get on Judge's case either because, like we both agree on, the man obviously feels like he has a worth and you can't blame him for that. 100%. 100%. I don't blame him for that. The only thing is, I, there there are some cautionary tales out there, Robinson Cano being the cautionary tale, that you do follow the money, but you do not get the same return from your team. And he, you know, he was set up to be the next guy after Jeter retired, and he decided to chase the years. And yeah, did it work out? He made a couple of all-star teams, but it hasn't been the same. And obviously he hasn't aged gracefully. Now, when it comes to when it comes to Judge, I mean, you, I mean, on his on 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 the Yankee side of things, on the front office side, I mean, you're not gonna go double digits on the years. He's he's older than Mookie Betts. He's older than Mike Trout. So I understand why they won't commit. You know, 10, 11, 12 years. I get that. Like that's just that's just reasonable, sensible business. Now, you know, you might have to really up the cash. When you're when you're not offering the years, which I understand. I mean, the, what they what they offered was seven year extension beyond this year. So in total, it would have been eight years, you know, 
over $230 million, which comes out to roughly $30 million a year, you know, give or take a couple bucks. So the reality is that that seems reasonable to us as fans. I don't think you should put the numbers out there because it makes Judge look very greedy, like I said before. I just I just feel that, you know, that Judge, yeah, he feels like he has a worth. He feels he, he, feels he has a brand. And the brand is worth something to the team. I don't know if she, I don't know if we should be compensating people to. I don't know if the Yankees should be compensating people to, to just because they know how to handle New York media. Doesn't mean that you should. I don't know if that if that means that you can compensate for that. But I don't know. It just seems. It just seems like it's it's a very sad day to not get that done before the first pitch. It really, really is because I know obviously he is the biggest star we've had in a very, very long time. And New York is made for stars. And we, I, I would say the Yankees need him more than he needs the Yankees. I'm not, I'm not even denying that, but yeah, it's, it sucks that the, it sucks that there was no, there was just no agreement and it's really, yeah, it, he's going to have to deal with those questions for the rest of the year, man. I'm, I'm sure he can handle it, but it's, it's, it's coming. It's definitely coming. Especially with the New York media, man, mm -hmm. you know, the New York media. Relentless. It, yeah. They're not like, they're not like any other media outlet. They will hound them. They will be on him like white on rice and you know or or to use a cuban slang you know they'll be on him como como frijoles en arroz you know what i'm saying like sure. it'll be it'll be bad so yeah. i mean what can you do now except like you said just play it out have the best year of your career For and sure. prove prove yourself to Brian Cashman, to Hal Steinbrenner, and prove to them, hey, this is why I didn't want to accept your deal. Look what I just did yeah. in my contract year. He's, and then, he's taking a huge risk too, man. You know, yeah. he, he's only had, you know, 2017, he was mostly healthy, his rookie year, and then mm -hmm. last year. Yeah. Other than that, you know, obviously the COVID year, you know, doesn't really, doesn't really count. 2020 doesn't count. But other than that, he has not been healthy. So to, to even to – even, put yourself in a position that you could miss games, not have the bag secured at that point. That's it. I mean, props to him. He's taking a risk, taking a huge risk by going this route. And don't make, make no mistake about it. That was probably one of the reasons why Cashman and, and Steinbrenner did not want to go long-term. And I guarantee you, they brought it up to his agent, like, hey, why would we go long-term with this guy when he can't stay healthy? It's I mean, a risk. I mean, long-term, but an eight-year deal, an eight-year deal is takes him to his age 38. Mm -hmm. That's that's a long time, man. Yeah, I agree. I that's, agree. A, that's a long time. Just just ask, ask, ask the Tigers with Miguel Cabrera, ask the Angels with Albert Pujols. How's that working out for you? The last well, three agree. years are usually a problem. I agree. I agree. And and that's what probably was the deciding factor they probably wanted longer than seven or eight years they probably wanted a 10 to 11 year deal and Crazy. i can understand the yankee side of it they don't want to be stuck in in a situation like we were in with a rod sure. where he was in his 40s already if i'm not mistaken when we practically forced him to retire and they had like, to eat and they, they had, had to, to push him out the door they had to eat salary yeah a ton of salary yeah so I mean, it's unfortunate, man. It, it yeah. really is. Um, speaking of 2017, that was a monster year. I mean, 
yeah. he was the face of baseball that year. I, I remember even the all-star game here in Miami, like the commercials for it had him, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the marquee, you know and what I'm saying? Like, and he came through. Yeah. Yeah, he won did. He did that. That home run derby was a classic. Yeah. So, I mean, we're biased obviously because we're sure. Yankee fans, but it's like, I just, I don't see how you couldn't get this done. I, yeah. I really don't, but anyway um speaking of the season alex because you know i don't want to stay too much on one particular topic because we got a lot to get to um let's start with our season preview um let's start with uh obviously the the main thing that we all as yankee fans are thinking which is what we're most excited about i'll start with you what are you most excited about going into this season i mean what i'm most excited about is the reality is having a cohesive and not having a different i mean i know i know it's wishful thinking because we're going to get into this topic later but having a consistent lineup every day um knowing who you know two three four and five are the rest is kind of interchangeable you could obviously go in and out of uh, out of the leadoff hitter uh depending on what your flavor is that day but the middle of the lineup, the meat of the order needs to kind of be as consistent as possible because that has always been one of the most frustrating parts of the Aaron Boone time here is the constant change of the lineup depending on who's on the mound and whatnot. And you see the successful teams around the league, especially the people who have won World Series the last couple of years, that lineup doesn't change. You keep it, you, you keep the same lineup, you keep the same thing one through nine, and you know, you're gonna you're, you're gonna win you're gonna win some games. So I would like a little bit more consistency in that regard. But I'm excited about how about this? The philosophy of the moves that they did during the offseason, popular or not, amongst the masses. I feel the last couple of years we have just the Yankees have just been a strikeout machine. They strike out so much one through nine. And you can tell that the moves that they made was specifically done to address that. Um, and that's the part that I'm most excited about. That the fact that we're that we that this lineup should have a lot more bat on ball we should see a lot more balls in play you know with there obviously we're, we, we expect the strikeouts from gallo and stanton and judge we expect that but getting rid of the strikeouts from urshela getting rid of the strikeouts from 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 gary sanchez inputting people who, who strike out at a below league average rate like donaldson and 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 kiner falefa that's more so what i'm excited about the fact that i feel that this team is going to have more action on the bases and not so much walk walk bomb if the bomb comes you know and that's that's what I, I just feel that the bomb has been you know the the you know the the walk the hit and the home run has been so dependent on the, the Yankees have been so dependent on that for the last five years ever since Boone started there even the last year of Girardi um that I just feel that you know baseball right now is 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 craving a lot more action on the bases and you can tell the teams that actually win at the end are the ones who get people on the, on the, on the base pass, you hit gappers and you score, you move runners over and you score. I mean, the Yankees were the worst base running team last year. It was sad to watch. And the fact of the matter is like, we need, we need more action. We need, we need smarter players. I know I'm not saying, I'm not saying anybody was dumb, but there was a lot of dumb plays last year, especially on the base pass. So I feel that like this is a smarter team. Yeah. It's older. It's a little bit older. I, I give it that, but it's a smarter team. 
I feel it's, and I, and I feel that we're just going to get a lot more action than we have in the last five years. I could not agree with you more. I, I love your take. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of that um, as far as what I'm excited about um, and go a different route with it. Um, I'm excited about the additions as well, but for a different reason, my friend. La razón que, que a mí me encanta is because we're more stable now defensively than we've ever been. Sure. I'm excited to see a full season of competent shortstop play, which Kiner Falefa is going to give you. I'm excited about improved catcher play with either Higgy or Rortvet, who, according to everything I've read on the kid, is a great defensive catcher and great at framing. And, and the don't new guy, forget, Yeah, I was going to say, and don't yeah, forget Trevino, who's yeah. known for that. Like, he's known for, for, for being great at framing. So I feel, and, and listen, Donaldson's no slouch at third base either. I know we lost some highlight plays and great defense at third from Gio, but Donaldson's no slouch. He can, he can handle third with the best of them. And he's been doing it for quite a long time. Then you got a full season of Rizzo, who's a gold glover at first base. Platinum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you got a full season of Gallo, who's also a gold glover in the yeah. outfield. And he can play the infield if needed. If needed. So this team, compared to what they were last year on opening day, is exponentially better defensively. Make no mistake about it. They've improved night and day as far as the defense goes. And while I agree with you about the hitting and especially about hitting balls in the gap, putting balls in play and having good base running and scoring on first to going from first to third, scoring from second to home, you know what I'm saying? While all that is important, stopping unnecessary runs is also just as important not having those mental errors on the field not having those pass balls not having those throwing errors or or missing easy plays at short all that counts because guess what you play a clean defensive game and you put the pressure on the other team to hit it where you ain't like the saying goes you know what i'm saying hit it hit it where they ain't that's what you do when you play a clean defensive game. If you don't and you give up free runs either via the walk with pitching or with errors on the field, then you're doing the other team a favor. You're yeah. basically regalándole the win. You know what I'm saying? Y eso, eso no te ayuda en nada, Alex. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't help you at all. So I... I'm excited to see what this team can do defensively. And as I said, I'm excited to see a full season of Gallo and Rizzo. And I'm excited to see what this tandem at catcher can do, whether sure. it be Higgy and Rortvet or Rortvet and Trevino, whatever it is. Hey, maybe they make a trade for a catcher at the deadline. You never know. Let's see. But I'm excited about it um, on the defensive front. 
and and I completely agree with your take on the offense. I agree with your your defensive take also, man. And let me just uh, throw something out at you also uh, to uh, to quote my father here. Uh, I get my de miedo. I was like, I get my de miedo. And the fact of the matter is, I feel that the Yankees have not been a scary lineup since 2017. Scary. You know what I mean? So what we're talking about scary is, um, you know, even though Urshela was a reliable player, obviously a, a wizard at third base, at home, no te metía miedo. Same thing with Gary Sanchez. Yes, when he would make contacts, granted, bad things happen to that baseball. But the reality is no te metía miedo because he was striking out at a 33% clip. You know what I mean? So this lineup, if healthy, 100% healthy, mete miedo. Today's lineup, for example, you got Donaldson leading off. That's scary, bro. <laughs> That's scary. Donaldson's a, a dynamic-ass bat. He is a former MVP. When healthy, Gio cannot touch him at the plate. Mm-hmm. So let's just keep it real. So we're talking about a lineup, when healthy, que me de miedo. And that's something that is has been missing from the Yankees for a while. So I like the fact that this team feels like it has a little bit more edge. With Donaldson at the leadoff, man, you got the real opportunity of having something that the Yankees haven't had in a long time and other teams like the Dodgers have with Mookie leading off where you have a guy at the top that could even start the game off with a leadoff homer and right away, boom, you're up one nothing because your leadoff hitter produced for you. We haven't had that in God knows how long. See, I don't the, remember the, the, arg- the argument to that is LeMahieu because LeMahieu is a great leadoff hitter. But the thing about the thing about DJ that today he's hitting fifth. I like him there. I like him more in the middle of the line because the simple fact of the matter is DJ is a swinger of the bat. He does not take many walks. So your leadoff hitter, obviously, as times have changed, speed is not even a factor anymore at the leadoff spot. You need to get on base. So we're talking about Donaldson that that strikes out at about a 21% clip. So he walks. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a 380 OBP guy. So you're talking about somebody who gets on base and does not depend on just putting the bat on the ball to get on base. See, with DJ, you're depending on him to be hot, always making contact, in order for him to get on base because he doesn't walk that much. So that's why, ideally, I like the Donaldson move. And to a degree, I even, you know, in the future, I even like maybe Hicks leading off because you got you to gotta have high walk rates. Well, early on. I agree, but, but my counter argument to your counter argument is that with dj uh going back to the donaldson being a threat to give you lead off homers is dj is not known for his power you know he's known for getting on base he's known for being clutch especially that one year i don't remember what year it was i think it was 2019 if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah where he was literally the most dependable hitter we had especially right. with runners in scoring position. Right. Um, exactly. yeah, yeah. But, For sure. but how did he get those RBIs? How did he produce those clutch hits? It was hits. It wasn't homers. Donaldson. And, and it was from the leadoff spot too. Yeah. He was a hundred runs from the leadoff spot. Yeah. But Donaldson gives you power that DJ does not. Sure. So, so that was my point. It's not that Donaldson is more of a threat from the leadoff spot in general, but he's more of a power threat where you make a mistake to him and you're already down one nothing because he's a threat to take you deep. 
DJ isn't a threat to take you deep. He could, but right. he's not as much of a power threat as a Josh Donaldson is. That's that was my point. No, and and but honestly, the the like whenever we see these lineups, especially now it's opening day and we get to dissect this a little bit more. You want to see why it makes sense? Why does this lineup make sense to to us as fans? And the first four hitters before DJ are high on base guys. You know, you're talking about your your Donaldsons, then Judge, then Rizzo, and then you have um, and then you have Stanton, and then you have DJ. So the first four guys in the lineup are high on base guys. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for DJ to get that hit with guys on base. That's the philosophy there. And honestly, that makes sense. And and ultimately, we had a lot of times last year or in the previous years that the lineups to me just didn't make sense. Like like the wild card game against the, against the Red Sox. That lineup made no sense. Like they I know they they experimented I mean, I don't know why you're experimenting on such a big game. Like that's what the regular season's for and they just never actually got it. Last season was even though they made the playoffs that, to that to that wild card game, that was the most frustrating season of my entire Yankee life. Because that team has so much potential. And they just could not get over themselves. Yeah. Forget yeah. the other teams. They couldn't get over themselves. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, you know, this year, it just feels like the, the team makes a little bit more sense. Again, I know some of the moves were not very popular. I know people were lusting over the Freemans and the Correa signings. And I get that. But the reality is that this team makes a lot of sense. And ultimately, it's all about health. And, and I get and I, and I was I was anticipating another move before opening day that they were going to get rid of an infielder, you know, maybe trade Glaber or something like that. And now the more that I think about it, especially after what Jack Curry said, Jack Curry said that no matter how you slice it or dice it, every player is going to get six days in the lineup every week. You're just going to have to alternate things. But the way, the way that he explained it was like, okay, like for example, today Glaber's not in the starting lineup, but he will be tomorrow. Somebody's going to get a day off tomorrow. So, no matter how you how you see it, everybody's gonna play at least on a on a on a, on a week that you have seven games, which is I know it's not often. On a week you have seven games, you're gonna everybody's gonna play in six of them, one way or the other. They're gonna rotate that. So, I I like it. I I, I like the idea and the and and and, and something that we know uh, you know there's there's three things guaranteed with the there, there's three things guaranteed in this life. There's death, taxes, and somebody's gonna get hurt on the Yankees. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. That's yes. gonna happen. So yes. having that having that extra depth and having having some studs like Peraza in the in, in AAA, um, and just people, you know, people waiting, you know, there's there's legitimate talent waiting in the wings to 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 step up. Some again, these are all things that I just feel the Yankees haven't had in a in a while. And when it comes down to everything, health. They they can't they cannot get overwhelmed by injuries again because that's gonna that's that's really what's gonna keep them alive. Well, in a very talented division. Let's hope. Let's hope that with with this new rotating uh, lineup and rotating uh, infield and just rotation they got going, that that'll help keep players fresh and it'll help cut down on injuries. That's who knows. Maybe that was their intent when they when they constructed this lineup. They figured. You know, the front office, they figured, well, if we got enough guys, you know, that can play and that can come in, we can cut down on those injuries and we can give Booney right. 
as they like to call them, because they love to put an IE at the end of everybody's names, Booney, Judgy, whatever. They figure we have enough of these guys. We can give Booney that flexibility to give guys off days or half off days, you know? So yeah, no, don't forget also the rotation is not just in the infield. There's a rotation in the outfield too, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. a DH spot being open once in a while. So today, yeah. for example, Hicks is Hicks is in center field. So you got your prime defensive outfield today with Gallo and left and Judge and right. So your prime defensive setup is there. Obviously, Glaber's on the bench today, so that's that's different. So on the days that Glaber does play, in all likelihood, there's going to be a rotation in the outfield. Yes, yeah, so you're, you're talking about Hicks probably sitting 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 there, either move Judge or Gallo to center field. And, I'll t- and, I, and, I, and again, a very underrated thing that they did this offseason that I think is huge, and I'm glad he's on the team, Marwin Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Oh. Marwin Gonzalez can resolve so many holes in that team. Swiss and Army I, knife, man. Yeah, Swiss Army. He, he, he plays every position. He's a switch hitter, and he gives you adequate, if not plus defenses in some position. So I'm, th- I'm, I'm glad he made the team because I think he is a fantastic addition. And again, there's just that's just the way that baseball's played right now. You need people to play multiple positions whenever you can, and you need athletes. And I think the Yankees are the most athletic that they've been. You know, I keep saying in, in quite a while. So I don't know if I'm being overly optimistic. I'm just very, very, very excited at the fact that we're going to have people of legitimate talent on the team at all times, on the in the lineup at all times. Well. Um... Actually, you you just gave me the perfect segue to our next topic, man, uh, you know, with with saying you're overly optimistic. But but I will say before we move on to that, um, you mentioned Donaldson. Well, actually, you mentioned Hicks. I, I was going to mention Donaldson. Um, that's I think those two, for example, are the main ones that are going to. You know, benefit the most from this current construction of the lineup and this rotation that they're going to have going with the lineup with their defensive alignment because let's face it they're both the same guy in the sense that they're both the most injury prone players we have on this team so if you manage and you know keep their playing time to a minimum where you don't overexert them it could only help minimize the risk of them missing significant time, which you talk about death and taxes. <laughs> Aaron Hicks getting hurt is an improbability. Josh Donaldson getting hurt is an improbability. So you play those guys less and give them a maintenance program. Thanks to the depth of this lineup, which I agree with you is a depth that we haven't had in such a long time. It could only help. It could only help, you know, and and I would love to see that. I would love to see a situation where you're helping these guys stay healthy for the majority of the season. Yep. We know they're not going to be healthy for the full season. It's it's in in <laughs> it's set in stone that it's not going to happen. Yeah, I would year. love for both of them yeah. to prove me wrong, sure. but it's you know history shows it's not going to happen. Yeah, but Donaldson, at least give me the majority of the season health. Donaldson played 135 games last year with the Twins. I'll take that, man. I'll oh, take yeah. 135 games. Oh, yeah. That's 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 fantastic. I'll take I, that from Donaldson. I would take the part. same from Hicks, I'll, for sure. Yeah, exactly, for sure. So 135 games, that's that's fantastic to me. 
And you can you, you can make that work, man. You can make it work. This is this is gonna be Boone's most not cha- I'm not gonna say it's challenging, but he's gonna have to manage these guys very, very closely to keep them healthy. And I and and just to get ready, just because to get ready for an October run, which is inevitable. As long as they stay healthy, they're gonna get there. This they're season, get, this season will will be Boone's chance to prove to the haters and the doubters that yeah, he, he deserved that three-year extension. Like sure. he, this season isn't just sit back and let the analytics nerds do the job for you. No, he's actually gonna have to actually manage. Yes. What a concept, right? <laughs> you know, sure. so we we shall see, man. But speaking of uh being overly optimistic, that that leads perfectly into our next topic, man. I'll lead off with you again. Uh, what is your most realistic expectations for this team going into th- 2022? What do you expect from them? Man, I'm not going to go as far as saying what they what I expect from them. You know, obviously, all we want, you know, all we all we talk about is winning championships. You know, it's been it's it's been 13 years already. So you know, like since the last one, and obviously that feels like a lifetime to us, even though you know Cleveland hasn't won one since 1947. So you know, there the fact of the matter is that I I feel that the AL East is a top three division in this in this entire league. Um, you know, with the, the Orioles not being part of that, obviously, because you know they're they're still the Orioles. Um, <laughs> you know, we're still. You know, I I saw I've seen the predictions. I've seen I've seen what people expect. Based on talent alone, just talent, obviously, I think the Blue Jays are just above everybody else because they have the talent and they have youth, something that the Red Sox don't have, something the Yankees don't have, and they don't have, and, and if, you're, if you're putting the Rays, which I understand you, why people do so, if you're putting the Rays in the, in the level with, with, with these other three teams, it's because you know there's an intangible thing that you cannot measure about Tampa and the way that they do their business. But I... I know, especially after they just traded Austin Meadows to Detroit, they're not on our level talent-wise. But you always count in their intangibles, things that they're you just can't measure. There. They're always, they're always there. there. They figure it out. So, I, you know, props to them. But but just based off talent alone, I, I, I honestly feel it's a two-horse race. I really do. I think it's the Jays, and I think, and I think it's the Yankees. I don't think Boston has done much. I know. Yeah, they, they gave they gave Trevor Story a, a fat contract to play second, but that rotation's a mess. I don't care how you slice it or dice it. That rotation is awful. It's just awful. I agree. <laughs> it I is agree. just awful. I saw that they're you know n- you know no no knock on them, but you got Rich Hill as your fifth starter. You have uh, Michael Waka as your fourth starter. You know these are guys that you know they should get handled on a on a, on, a, on, a, on a, almost every day. Um, Elvaldi is your starter today, and you know, props, you know, we love Elvaldi because he spent his time with the Yankees and whatnot. But the reality is that you know, if if he's, you know, he he's he is their best pitcher. They have a couple guys coming up, sure, but as long as Sale is out, they just don't have that guy. I don't, I don't think, I don't even think Sale's the same. I don't even think Sale's the same guy anymore. He really so, isn't. He really isn't. I I hated the contract when they gave it to him, man. He's just too, he's too, he's too thin. <laughs> he doesn't have the frame to last a, a big career. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I hated the contract when they gave to him, but whatever, it's Boston. Um, so I just think the rotation's a mess. And I think the Yankee rotation is just better, not to mention the depth that we have in the minors when it comes to arms is so much better than anything that 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 any of these other teams have. 
in uh in the division. Now, when it comes to again, when it comes to the Jays, they have the youth, they have the the spark. You know, obviously they have they have a great lineup. They spent their money wisely. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't forget that they added uh Matt Chapman. Yeah, they know Matt Chapman. I was Matt, Matt, the the Matt Chapman move for me was 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 is a good move. There's no I, I props to Matt Chapman, but honestly, last year was not very impressive at the plate. And he is a he's a, he's a wizard at third base. He's the best third baseman defensively, probably in the entire game. But the bat doesn't really scare me as a as a fan. So you know that's they. No, but I think it's a great move. It's definitely an upgrade to what they had before. Um, they you know they they don't have many holes in that lineup. And obviously the talent to them is just for them is just through the roof. Obviously Springer is a badass. Um, Bichette, Vladdy. Uh, so you know just just a you know, the, the, the amount of oh, Dale Scott done this, they just, they just have so much talent and they're so explosive. And I just feel that they're, they're ready to take the next step. And the next step is probably to win the division. And I think that the Yankees will be right there with them because ultimately they have the talent, but they don't have the experience. The Yankees have both. They're talented, they're experienced, but yeah, they're older. So I, ex my expectations, honestly, I expect 90 wins minimum for the Jays and the Yankees. Minimum, and I think they're going to fight it out for the for the for the for the division. One of them, one if not both, are going to make the playoffs. As far as a wild card, at least at least as a, as a wild card, I'll never discount the Rays. I won't discount Boston either. I think Boston's going to win at least eighty games too. But um, but that's going to be a tight division. And the reality is, you have to beat the Orioles. You have sixteen. You have seventeen games against them. You need to win fourteen of them. That team is just is not at your level, and you and that's something that the Yankees did not do last year, mm -hmm. that they did in 2019. They did not kick the crap out of the Orioles. They didn't do it. So yeah. I remember, in, I remember specifically in 2019. I think they went 15 and two against the Orioles, which is what you have to do. You have to do that because you know you're going to be around 500 with the Rays. You know you're going to be around 500 with the Red Sox. And you know you're going to be around 500 with with the Jays. You need to beat the Orioles. And they need to come back and do it again this year. Yeah, the Orioles are a little bit more talented, sure, but you should still handle them. So if you, you have if no you reason not to, yeah, you need to get at least twelve to thirteen wins from the uh, from those Orioles series. If not, I'm, I think I'm going low there. So you need to you need to get that done. And as long as you get that done, I think the Yankees will be right there. Because the 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 thing is, bro, the the AL in general is weak. The American League is weak. Besides the East. The Central's weak. You need to beat those teams in the Central. Obviously, the White Sox are the cream of the crop. The Twins have done their job. But you should beat the Indians plenty. You should beat Detroit plenty. You got to beat those. You got to beat Kansas, Kansas City sneaky good. Not going not gonna to discount Kansas City. Kansas City sneaky good. They have a pretty decent lineup. But you still got to beat them. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the West. The Rangers are, have, have done plenty of improvements. You still need to beat them. Seattle's done better. You still need to beat them because I still think the Yankees are better than them on a talent level. What about the Angels? Uh, the Angels. <laughs> the <laughs> Angels are the other conundrum of the league because you have the be your best two players in the American League in all likelihood on your squad. Not to mention a, a very, very overpaid Anthony Rendon at third. But they still got no pitching. So <laughs> you, still, you still need to beat the Angels too. Because honestly, besides, besides Trout, besides Otani, and besides Rendon, there's just not a lot going on in that lineup. So yeah, they, they, they get, they, they just get a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hype because of the players. And I understand because they are the best, but there's just not a lot beyond those, beyond those guys. So I still think they need to beat the angels too. 
I think, and I think Joe Madden has lost a lot of his luster as far as, a, as being a manager goes. So I still think, I still think you need to beat those teams. And obviously Oakland is just give, give up. So you, oh, need yeah. to, you, need, you need to sweep over Oakland. Every, you do not have an excuse to not, to lose a game against Oakland right now. They have nobody. Yeah. So you have to beat those teams. And the, a, the American League is just very weak in that, in that regard. So I feel there is a path for the Yankees, especially to win 90. I'm, I'm, I might be even going low. I think over 95 games because the American League is just very weak. It's just mm-hmm. it's a weak, it's a weak league. The National League is a lot stronger than the American League right now. Same thing's going on in football. You know, there's just one division that's better than the other. And that's what it is in baseball right now. The so, American League is just very top heavy. So from what I'm gathering from you, and, and I think we're on the same page on this because I'm about to say the same thing with my prediction. Um, what I'm gathering from you is you feel given the lack of strength in the American league yeah. that the Yankees have a clear path to the world series and could possibly even win the damn thing. Right. Like there's a, like, like the hype path. video told us yesterday, there's no excuses. No, right? no more talking. There's no, there's no room for talking anymore. We don't need to talk about, we don't need to talk about the 27 championships. We don't need to talk about the 48 pennants. We don't need to talk about any of that stuff because there's no point in that stuff anymore, man. We get us as Yankee fans. We get a bad rap that we get stuck on the, our history. And I'm not that kind of dude. I don't really talk about our history that much, but we can't be stuck on that. We can't, we can't put our laurels on, on, on our history. Nobody's scared of our uniform anymore. No, nobody's scared of us. No. And, 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 and not just the talking, but like, like the other part of the hype video said, there's no more moral victories. Like that's it. There's no more excuses. Yeah. And from what you're saying and you're, realistic expectations i feel like you feel the same way there's no excuses there's no moral victories you should emphatically win the american league and get to the world series because and i agree with you there's really no competition outside of the al east like the rest of the divisions aside from the teams you mentioned are relatively weak so really like if you stay healthy all year if Garrett Cole performs to the level that he's meant to perform to and lives up to that contract, yeah. you know, and, and pitches to the way he did prior to the whole spider tack um, controversy. And obviously Aaron judge has the monster year. We're expecting him now because he's playing in a contract year. Then I agree with you, man. I just don't see why or how, the Yankees shouldn't win the American League. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, the Yankees right now, just in the, just 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 in the division alone. Just, I'm just going by the division. They have the best bullpen in the division. Right now, to me, they have they have probably the best. I'm I know that the Jays have done a lot to their rotation, and I think they have on paper the best rotation in the league. But my thing with the Yankees is if everybody again health, health, and health. If Sevy stays healthy. If Cole, if Cole, if Cole is Cole, and then if Monty takes another step forward, because obviously we expect that, if Tyone is just adequate, and even even if he has the same year he had last year when he went on that hot stretch in the middle in the middle of the season, something like something like that, and not to mention, I expect by the end of the season, this is just me, that we're gonna see we're gonna see Davey Garcia really step up this year. I think we're gonna see Davey Garcia because he was having a monster spring. He was having a monster spring, but it was a number crunch. 
And I get that. And you need to, you need to keep the kid on the schedule. Not to mention Luis Hill, great arm, electric fastball. So the depth that the Yankees have in the rotation alone, I, I just think that they, I feel that they are the most, they're not dependent on those five guys that they have right now. Uh, oh, not to mention, you know, Paisano, a very, a very, a very good friend of my family, Nestor Cortez. Um, you know, don't can't forget about the creativity of that of that Hialeah boy. So, um, yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. so you can't forget about him either. But the, you know, nasty Nestor boy, I love him. He's, he's he uh, is cool as hell, man. But just, just a quick funny story. My mother worked in a in a factoria in, in La Habana when she was in Cuba, and she was very good friends with his grandmother. Coño, nice. Yeah, so they work together. They used to work in the same factory. So I, my, my parents are actually pretty good friends with his family. And, um, and you know, they, he still, you know, he se compró una casa en los calles hace poco. You know, kid's doing good. Coño, tiene que presentármelo un día, Sere. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a, he's a good kid, man. He's a really good kid. Um, so, so, you know, the, the, you know, we can't forget about him either. So he's going to be a big, he's gonna be, be a big part of anything. Not to mention we have Michael King that can, that can come in and start a couple games here and there, obviously. I just feel the Yankees are more deep. They have more depth than any other team in the, in the, in the AL East. And that's going to matter because I think that there's a reason why they didn't trade away Clark Schmidt in the, in the Gallo, in the Gallo deal. There's a reason they didn't, they have not even tried to make a deal with Davey. You know, there's just, they know there's something there that could potentially be there for the next five, six years. And I feel the same way. I think they, I think Davey's a very talented kid. I think Clark Schmidt is very talented. And they, they have depth. They have depth that not any other team in the AL East has. And that cannot go unnoticed. It cannot be forgotten. It's a really, really, really legitimate thing. Again, the, the Yankees have traded away a lot of talent in these deals, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But the, the, the thing with them is they still have the best farm system in the AL East. I agree. And, they, and, and that will and that will come into play this year and that and and, and honestly man i mean I'm, I'm sorry to go a little bit long here but i just i, I have a big I, I just have a big you know passion about this part nah, go, ahead, you, go ahead that you know you i understand that everybody wanted that big signing the Correas, the freemans and whatnot but we go back to our you know i, I don't mean to bring up our history we go back to our glory uh, the glory dynasty of the of the late 90s and the early 2000s you have to, you have to have homegrown talent mm -hmm. stick to your team and you have to enjoy them while they're cheap, mm -hmm. while they're cheap. Because mm -hmm. Judge is about to not be cheap and hopefully he stays for the long term because he's, a, he's but he's not cheap anymore. And yes, we, we missed that window while he was cheap. Mm -hmm. But you do have Oswaldo Beraza coming up who can play any part in the infield and he's a talented kid. In, a, in, a, in about a year and a half, you have Anthony Volpe coming up, and hopefully he might be our next, you know, nobody wants to be the next Jeter. Nobody's going to be the next Jeter. But you need that guy. You need somebody who's homegrown that you raise to your system, and you have to enjoy him while he's cheap. And then, you know, and who knows what, what's going to be in the future for third base. You know, that's not, that's not written in the stars yet. You know, I hope Higgy is our, is our catcher at some, at some, in one way or the other. That per, I personally feel they're going to make a move at catcher at the, at the deadline. I agree with what you said there. And I think the name to look, to look out for is Wilson Contreras. That's mm -hmm. the guy who I feel is on the – if the Cubs don't really live up to any kind of expectations, but I don't think they have any, I think Wilson Contreras is bound to be a Yankee. So – but they, but they are, you know, fixing up that catcher depth, you know, little by little. 
obviously Gallo's a free agent after the season. You have Anthony Rizzo for only two more years, and they don't have a lot of depth at at, at, uh, at first base in the minors. You know, you know, they, they just I just feel that they have there's something there's something potentially bigger happening with the Yankees more long term. But we want to win now. There's nothing to yeah, do. So right now this team is built to win now. Exactly. So so going back to the original question, man. So your realistic expectations for this season is World Series. That's what I'm gathering from you. And they need to get to the pennant, in my opinion. They're they're primed to get there again. And I think, it's, and honestly, the way that I see it shaping out, I still feel it's going to be against the Jays. I think the Jays are going to get there. Yep. And I think it's going to be. I think gonna, I think the Yankees are going to get there too. It just fe- it feels like the the AL the AL in general is very top heavy. And I think I those are the two teams. I agree. I agree. I I feel like we're on the same page. I feel that uh, they are primed to take the pendant as well. Um, I also feel the same that it's a collision course for for the Yankees and Jays. Yep. If not the Jays, maybe the Rays because they're like we said they're always in there. Yeah. Boston could be a threat, but like the you White said, I don't, the, I don't the believe in their in their rotation. What were you saying? The White Sox. The White Sox are yeah. the most. Besides the Jays, they have the most young, talented team. I just don't know if they're ready. You know? Yeah, well, the White Sox, you know what? You're right. You're right. The White Sox could be in there. I only say the 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 Rays because they're always in there and, and right. the Jays. Yeah, you're right. They're 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 great and they're talented, but they're inexperienced. But you could potentially see an all AL East ALCS yep. if it's not the White Sox, because they're the only sure. real threat. I agree with you. They're yep. the only real threat outside of the AL East. So that's my expectation as well. I I think you have to get that pennant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, call me overly optimistic, but I think this is the year. I think it's time. I agree with what that hype video said. Like I said before, I feel like there's your shaped to have no excuses this year. You are currently constructed even though the fans didn't like the moves, even though the fans wanted different moves in the offseason, looking at the roster overall and the way it's currently constructed, not counting a trade deadline acquisition, not counting a call-up, as currently constructed, you have no excuse to not win at all. I feel like you are constructed to be just as talented if not more talented than the best teams out there and yes i'm including a los angeles dodger team i'm including an atlanta braves team that won it last year who by the way lost freddie freeman so i mean i don't see why they can't bro yeah. i don't see why they can't win it all this year i mean they 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 <clears throat> they definitely need to get to the point where there's especially early on that not every game no not, not every game has to be played with a sense of urgency but there the you need to treat april just as much as you would treat august september october when it's crunch time because these games count like how many times have we have we come out and seen games that they should have won and then at the end of at the end of the season they only lost the division by like two games you know what i mean like that they need to get off to a 
fast start. And right now is the perfect time that, you know, we have first pitch in about 35 minutes and th that, you know, against Boston, a team that I feel you should handle. Yep. Because I don't think that the that they're they, they're definitely talented, but they're not as talented as you are. And you have Cole on the bump. You have Sevy on the bump tomorrow. You know, you have you have you're set up to just start off the season quickly. I agree, man. And so in the spirit of first pitch being in 35 minutes, let's uh move along to our next topic. Um, we're gonna start going a little uh what's what's the term? Um Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Yes. We're going to start going rapid fire with these yeah. topics um, because I know we both want to be sitting down comfortably for first pitch. Um, the next topic is uh, predict at least one trade or acquisition the Yanks will make at the deadline. I think we both already hit on that. I think we both agree that it'll most likely be a catcher. I think don't be surprised if they add a pitcher at the deadline. Also, sure. I'm Definitely. still not discounting them from going after a Freddie Montas from Oakland. Mm -hmm. I would not discount them going after, you know, whatever pitcher is available at the deadline because, you know, the respective team they're on is out of the playoff hunt and they right. feel like they're going to be out of it in the second half of the season and they want to part ways because maybe it's an expiring contract. No, it's like what seen. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, I mean, I could see something like that happening, but I, I think catcher might be the most realistic with a pitcher being a possibility. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I think they're just so they're so deep at a at the infield, and I think that they have enough in the outfield that unless bearing an injury, I don't think that's something that they're going to need to address. Um, you know, the way the lineup is constructed right now, you know, you know, we talked about the last couple of years that, well, we need a lefty. We need a lefty. No, no, we got lefties now. So we don't need that. We don't need that anymore. Um, the only thing that I can potentially see here, and this is just, you know, this is just me talking and maybe being a little pessimistic, unfortunately, that if they're not totally happy with the way that Gallo performs throughout the season on the plate, that, you know, that we're talking about, you know, the batting average being too low, the, the contact rate is just isn't high enough that they might want to make a move in, in left field to get something with a little bit more dependability because he's already, he's already said it. He's not really changing his style. He's a, he's, he's kind of an all or nothing guy. I heard his interview during, during spring training, you know, he's going to get on base and he's going to do whatnot. But again, I still feel that he is leaving so much at so much out there when they do the shifts that if that's they, what I was going to jump in on, I'm sorry to, yeah. to cut you off, but I was going to jump in on that. I feel like the Yankees would be doing themselves a disservice trading Joey Gallo. I am a Joey Gallo fan. And I feel that starting next year, albeit, you know, you don't know if he's going to be a Yankee next year, because as, as you just said, he'll be a free agent next year. So if the Yankees don't resign him, this could be a moot point, but come next season, when the shift is banned, yeah. you will see a better Joey Gallo. Agreed. I feel like the shift really hurts him and Anthony Rizzo, you know, because, you know, that, that's just how it is. Lefties get shifted on more. Yeah, than but Rizzo, Rizzo, Rizzo and the shifts Rizzo, nowadays Rizzo. are so, I'm sorry, I know sorry, you sorry, sorry, sorry. get your point. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And the shifts nowadays are just so exaggerated where it's not that you shift a couple of guys to, 
the right side of the infield. No, you shift literally everybody and leave one guy on an island and on the left side of the infield, you know, and then you put like an extra outfielder in shallow left and shallow right field, almost like a rover. How can you get a hit on that? How can you, how can you, unless you go the other way, which like you just said, Gallo said, he's not changing his ways. So I don't foresee a situation where he changes his, his batting technique and says you know what you want to shift on me I'll go to the left side I'll I'll go the other way so I feel that you know Joey Gallo is just a player that's a victim of circumstance when it comes to the shift and I feel like once the shift is banned next year you're going to see a much better Joey Gallo and you might see a better Joey Gallo this year just because of the same reason as Judge he's in a contract year too for sure I'm just saying, depending how the season goes for him, come the deadline, that's where I, I don't know if the Yankees will assess what they want to do at that point. He's the biggest question mark to me and the biggest wild card because I agree with you. I actually I like the guy also. You know, he's a New York guy. He you know he obviously the the short porch and left and you know he can really exploit that. And obviously his defense in left field is just top notch, which I you know obviously uh, we we all love that part. He's just the biggest wild card to me because if he does what Jolie Gallo can do. I just think the Yankees are just going to be a force that is just ridiculous. But he's the biggest wild card to me. Sim, just because just because of that part because he's so unpredictable. He's so hot and cold. And you know, and the fact that he, you know, he is he is a he is an athlete. So I once in a while would love to see him just lay one down cuz homie can run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just lay one down, man. Just get on base, you know, because because they're just giving it to you. You know, they're giving it to you. They give it to a lot of people. But the reality is that if he doesn't really exploit it that much, if his average is not around for the whole year, around 240, I just don't understand it because he he has they're giving you the entire side, the Mm -hmm. the, the entire the entire third baseline. They're giving it to you. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they just and I know I know, I know he said he's not changing his ways, but you know what? I did see some BP. I saw him lay down a couple of bunts. You can do it, man. You know, just just un- understand the situation. Just the situation. You know, the, the situation is seventh inning. You're down by three runs. One, you know, bases are empty. One home runs not gonna do any damn thing. I need you on base. <laughs> you know, so that's that's and if they're giving it to you, freaking take it. Just Especially take. with the depth of this lineup, man. Like sure. if, if you're in a situation like that, you get on base, you know the guys behind you are gonna come through and 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 get you home. Like you know it. You you see, look at the lineup today. You see the depth of this lineup. Guys one through nine could hit. And and yes, yes I'm, I'm saying, saying one through nine because even Higgy can hit. Kiner Falefa can hit. Sure. You got one through yes. nine hitters that can hit and bring you home if you get on base in a situation like that. So I agree with you 1000%, man. Mm-hmm. But um, let's uh, let's keep it rolling. And, and now let's really go rapid fire. Yep. I'm going to start mentioning categories for you. This is going to be our predictions. Um, we're going to get into our beginning of the season predictions. Let's see how how many of these we get right, you know, when we right. look back later on halfway through the season, end of the season, let's see how many we got right, how many we got wrong. And, you know, let's have some fun with it. Sure. Um, 
I'll name a category. You start off, Alex, and then I'll I'll shoot mine. And you know, if anything, we'll rotate, man. So here we go. Uh, beginning of the season predictions for individual performers. Your season MVP for the Yankees will be. Season MVP for the Yankees, it's it's gonna be Judge. I think he's gonna blow up. I think he's pissed off. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think it'll be Aaron Judge as well. I think he's pissed off. It's time to it's time to go. The team Cy Young, I think it'll be Garrett Cole. What do you think? I think it'll be Garrett Cole too, but do not discount. I think Sebi's gonna have a big, big bounce back here. I agree. I agree. I just feel like just like Judge, Garrett Cole's pissed off and he's out on the mission to prove. Yeah. The haters wrong about this whole spider tag thing, and he wants to prove that what happened last year in that wild card game against Boston was an aberration, and that you know that he's better than what he's been lately. Don't forget, Gary Cole's not going to have to deal with the whole drama of who am I, who's going to catch me. Mm-hmm. We know who's going to catch him, mm-hmm. and he's going to be good with that. Yep. Uh, the breakout star of the team. Who do you think is going to break out this season? I think who's going to break out this season, and, you know, I, he's not even on the team right now. I think it's going to be Davey Garcia. I like you that know, kid, man. I you really, know really what, do. man? I think the breakout star, given the, the new possibility he has to play every day and not have to be a personal catcher, I think it's going to be Higgy. Hey, I'm man, expecting like a big year from Higgy. I like it. Uh, comeback player. Who do you think is going to be the comeback player of the year for the Yankees? Um, I think it has to be DJ. It has to be LeMahieu. Because the way LeMahieu goes, the team goes. We already know that. So it has, to, it, has to, it has to be DJ. I agree, but I'm going to give a, a different player. I think it's going to be Glaber. I think he's going to also be out on the mission to prove I like it. that he's better than what he is. I yep. feel like he's going to take this whole not playing every day and being a rotation player personally, to yeah. quote Michael Jordan. Sure. I took it personally. And I feel like he's going to be out on the mission to prove himself. So I feel a comeback player of the year type season is coming for Glaber Torres. I like it. Um, best reliever. I'm going Chapman. How about you? I'm actually going to go a little different, man. I like Clay Holmes. I think Clay Holmes by the, by, by middle of late season, he's going to be our eighth inning guy, man. I really, really like that. That kid has a special arm, special, special arm, power sinker. I think by the end of the season, he's going to be our seventh or eighth inning guy. I agree. I agree. Um, the unfortunate biggest disappointment of the year. Who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think is going to let us down? I think it's going to let us down. I think, I don't think, I don't, th- I don't see Tyone making that jump. I know we traded for him with the Pirates. I don't, I, I just don't see, I don't see it. I think he's, he misses a lot of location. His fastballs too, doesn't have enough movement. And I don't think, I don't, I hope he does. I hope I'm wrong. Obviously we all hope we're wrong. I just don't see Tyone being that dude. I, I think it'll either be Tyone or Montgomery. Like I'm 100% with you. I'm very concerned about the back end of that rotation, man. Um, it, 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 I like Monty. It worries me. I like no, Monty. I do too, but I just, I don't have a hundred percent faith on either of them. I don't have a hundred percent faith on Tyone, Montgomery or Herman, if he's going to be your fifth guy right. or, yeah, whenever you know, who that. knows if it's going to be him or our boy, Nasty Nestor, but, sure. but, Listen, Nasty Nestor is probably the only one in the back end that I trust. Okay. That's it. So as long as as long as Nestor's hitting his spots, man, he's fine. It's the only thing is when he misses. When he misses, he gets annihilated because he doesn't yeah. have that, doesn't have he, that zip. 
pero he's the only one that I trust, man, in the yeah. back end. So I agree with you about Tyone. Um, ¿Cómo se llama? Let's, let's move on. How about uh, this one? I think it's going to be unanimous and we're both going to agree, but I could be wrong. Who do you think is going to be the home run leader for the Yankees this season? I, I think it's Judge. I agree. <laughs> I knew it was going to be unanimous. Yeah, I agree. I think it's Judge. I, I think Stan's going to have a badass year as long as he stays healthy also, but I just think Judge is pissed. He's gonna yeah. he's, he's gonna try to show his worth. I agree, man. I agree. Uh, strikeout leader. I'm going Garrett Cole again. I feel like he's out on the mission to prove, yeah. uh, prove himself. Like I said before. So, what do you think? Do you he's think the, it's gonna be Cole also? He's a strikeout guy, man. He's a, as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna get it. He's gonna he's gonna lead the he's gonna lead the league in strikeouts as long as he stays healthy. I agree. I wanted to also put in there who who's going to lead the team in wins and ERA, but I feel like those stats nowadays are like so yeah they're over subjective. They're over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they're they're, they're, they're not as valid they, as they, they, they used don't to. Don't matter be. anymore. They don't yeah. matter anymore. Yeah. So I just figured strikeout because that's yeah. that's the sexy stat. You know, that's the yeah. one everybody likes. Everybody loves a good strikeout and a good home run. Um, okay, steals. Because I feel like the Yankees have a good chance of having more stolen bases this year, like you said in the beginning of the show. Who's going to lead the team in steals? I think it's going to be one of the two guys. Um, as long as, again, as long as he stays healthy, and he even put it out there that, he, that he's a man on a mission, is Aaron Hicks. Mm. He's, on a, he's on a mission to steal, to, to steal 20, 20, 25 plus bases. And if not Hicks, man, I expect Kainer Falefa to keep running. That's going to be my pick, man. I think it's going to be IKF. Uh, I love the kid's speed. I, I loved it even when he was with Texas. I, I remember seeing him in that all-star game last year when they brought him in. And, you know, truthfully and, you know, full disclosure, I didn't watch a lot of Texas Rangers games except sure. when they played against the Yankees. But when I did watch Yankee Ranger games and when I did watch the all-star game, what I saw from the kid I loved. And I love his athleticism. I love his speed. I love his base running. He seems like a smart base runner. So I could easily see him stealing 25 to 30 bases as well. I could see that happening completely. Definitely. Um, I think the next one's going to be pretty unanimous as well for both of us. Uh, who's going to lead the team in hits? Who's going to lead the team? In, say it again. You broke up there. I said, who's going to lead the team in hits? Oh, in hits, DJ. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. That's why I said I think that one's yeah. going to be unanimous too. I think yeah, we, we're he both in agreement. He's bounce back, man. He's back. Yeah. He's primed to bounce back. Yep, we're both in agreement. I think it'll be DJ also. I saw him in spring training, man. He he looked really good. He looked like he looked like the 2019 DJ. Just seeing him out there, like even taking batting practice, I was like, wow, the ball looks so crisp, so like good coming off his bat. Like he stood out compared to the other guys he was taking batting practice with. Like, DJ looks I, I, like he's ready. Obviously, obviously, man, you know, you know how DJ is personality-wise. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't say anything last year. You know, the, you know, the guy was playing hurt. Like, mm -hmm. you know, he was, mm -hmm. he was not, he's not going to say anything about it, but you know, he was playing hurt and you could tell, you could just tell the way he was swinging the bat. It just wasn't him. It wasn't DJ. I agree. So let's move on to our beginning of the season predictions, uh, team-wise. Uh, win total. I think you already said it that you believe the Yankees are at least a 90 win team, right? At least 90 wins. And I will say closer to 95. I'm going to go over. And I feel like the Yankees are at least a hundred win team. I, 
they won, if I'm not mistaken, what, 110 last year, if I'm not mistaken? Last year? No, they didn't win the wild card. They, they went to the wild card. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But I think they won over 100 games. If you can look it up for me, man, oh, I appreciate it. But I think it was 110 wins. I don't see why they can't match that or go over that this year because they're a better team this year than they were last year. Uh, last year, they won 92, bro, 92 and 70. The Why Rays won they won a hundred some games. The Rays won a, the Rays won the division at a hundred and uh, they won, the Rays won a hundred games and lost sixty two. The Yankees were ninety two and seventy. Mm, maybe maybe I I got it confused with a previous season. My bad, but yeah, yeah I. But, but the thing is that even ninety two wins for last season seems like a lot because we know how bad last. Oh year yes, was. oh it yes, seems like so many wins, even though last year was horrendous. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Again, it cannot be that bad this year, and they won 92 last year. So, granted, I know it was because of that 16 and 0, 16 and 1 run that they had, that they got them there. But I mean, the fact of the, the fact of the matter is that they, this team should win 95 easily. Yeah, I give them 95 to 100 wins. Um, loss total, I don't think they should have any more than 50 losses, maybe 60. Like I said, I'm giving them 100 wins. So 162 game season, I, I don't think 60 losses is too much to ask for. What do you think? I mean, they lost 70 last year, and they should have lost more. So again, I, I'm 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 in that in that 60 to 70, 60 to 65 range. That's mm-hmm. where they should. That's where they should be. Okay. Uh, regular season finish in the in a stacked AL East. Where do you think they finish in the AL East? I know we talked about this earlier. I think they're gonna win the division. I think I, so too. I think I think they'll they'll creep over Toronto maybe by a game or two. Just just sneak by Toronto to mm-hmm. win the division. And the and the reality is, man, they need to win the damn division. <laughs> I think so too. I think if 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 they finish as a wild card team this season, I think it'll be a major disappointment. You got no reason not to win the division. Yep. Um, playoff finish. Obviously, we're both expecting a World Series, right? Sure. I mean, I, I just think they need to get to the AL, the, the AL pennant first and foremost. Obviously, you got you know, you you, to get to the World Series, you got to get there. I, I at least feel that. I just think that this is since Judge is not signed, he's just going to play with the chip, and he's going to he's going to push him over the edge. I just I just feel that way. I agree, man. And and obviously the final outcome, like like we both just said, we both agree that you got no reason not to be 2022 world series champions so let's get it let's 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 win the damn thing baby um about that time and and finally my my last question to you before we close out the show sir a relatively hot topic amongst uh yankee fans uh for a long time now but especially recently will this be i'm gonna put you on the spot there alex will this be Brian Cashman's final season. He's in a contract year as well. Don't forget. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't think it's going to be his final season personally. I don't feel that way, but it all, he constructed this team, obviously. So since he constructed this team, he is going to win and lose with it. And I think the team is set up to win. He's the one who made the moves. And I don't think it's going to be his final season. Cause I think they're going to, they're going to pull him out of the, of the the Twitter gutter that he's in, because honestly, it's all tw- it's all Twitter stuff. It's just mm-hmm. fan mm-hmm. opinion, and I get that people still lust. Again, they lusted over that big signing. That signing didn't come, but I think the team's gonna pull him out of that rut because I think he. I actually think he made a, he did a pretty good job with what with what with, with how 
allowed him to do. I agree, man. I, I think, I think he's gotten a bad rap. I've said this before. I feel like Cashman gets unfairly blamed for a lot of the Yankees inequities when it's not his fault. It's Hal Steinbrenner's fault. Cashman can only do what Hal equips him to do. If Hal tells him, I'm only giving you X amount of money to work with, Hal, uh, um, Cashman rather, I'm sorry, can only work with the the money he's given and the assets he's given to work with. So I feel like he's been unfairly criticized over the years. Yeah, he's made some head-scratching moves. But again, overall, I feel like he's done a good job. I'm just on that bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm of that mindset judge me all you want come at me yankees twitter i don't care i feel like he's done a relatively good job has it been the best job in the world nah but he's done a good job and i feel like if this season goes the way me and alex are expecting it to go i feel like his job will be secured and an extension will be coming i agree with with what alex said yeah you i mean at certain times at certain times you got to make moves he makes the moves now for quality players. Can those players play in New York? That's not his fault. Just mm-hmm. being honest. Mm-hmm. The reality is that Sonny Gray, not his fault. He was a great trade. We all thought it was a great trade at the time. He just could mm-hmm. not handle the atmosphere. That's not his fault. Joey Gallo's another one. Let's see how that works out. Rizzo seemed to be okay. You know, ultimately how players respond to playing in that monster and that jungle mm-hmm. is ultimately not on Cashman, but he makes the moves that he feels are that he feels are needed if they don't work out it's usually the player's fault it's, I agree, it's, it's just the reality so on that note brother um i think we're gonna call it an episode yes sir um thank you for coming on with us alex i appreciate you um tu eres una bestia mi compadre gracias me agradecido enrique me agradecido ah, nada de nada mijo de nada Muy agradecido que tú podías hacer esto. O sea, hiciste tremendo trabajo, ¿viste? Um, so, definitely, uh, thank you for everyone for listening. Um, like I said, that's all for this week. We'll be back with more baseball content no matter what in the weeks to come. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Hot Esquina Pod. Follow me on Twitter at Elijah's dad, NYY. Follow Alex on IG. What was the IG handle, Alex? Special Agent Red Zone. There you go. And uh, we'll be back um, next week with a new episode of the Hot Esquina podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. We out. We out.